I'm Aaron Armstrong. I'm Pete Moran. And we love to watch. We love to watch White Knighting a Pig. Pretty good. It is our first 2018 episode of We Love to Watch. Now, if you're not familiar with our show, let me let me walk you through some years that we've done this show. 2016? Mm-hmm. 2017? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And starting right now, 2018. I can confirm it's 2018. Uh, I've got means of, of proving that it's 2018. I'm holding Hold up the paper right now. Yeah. I'm Hold holding up the, the newspaper right now. Now, last week, uh, you heard our uh, best of 2016 episode uh, with Joseph J. Finn. Great episode, but I got to tell you, that one wasn't recorded in 2018. That was recorded in September 2017. So this really is our, oh my God, the air is different. Feels fresher. I love it. I sent you air fresheners for Christmas. Oh, thanks. Uh, this is from the the formaldehyde and decaying smell. <laughs> Callbacks to 2017, which we are forgetting. Uh, so if you never listen uh, to the show, wear them as earrings now uh, for everyone's benefit. I try, yeah. <laughs> uh, at Disneyland, for some reason, they have air fresheners that smell like the turkey legs they hand out. Okay. And they're shaped not like trees, because that would be bizarre. They're shaped like turkey legs. Yeah, there's a lot of bizarre things about that story you just told me. I'm going to move past it, I think. Um, I think we can camp here for a little bit. Uh, at Disneyland, they have really good turkey legs. They're massive, and they're, like, one of the cheapest way to get full at Disneyland. So good that, like, you want to smell like turkey for a while? Yes, you want to smell like uh, a meat man for a while. You know those old classic meat men? Like in Richard Scary stories? Yeah, no, classic. I think that would be a fun way to drive the vegan in your life insane. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just for hide sure. them, hide them all over their car, their house. And then after like six months of like, I know you're bringing meat into this house. Be like, ha ha ha, fooled you. It's just the turkey air freshener from Disneyland. And then <laughs> and then they're going to be like, well, that was still pretty cruel to to do that to me for six months. I think this is over. And then, you know, deservedly the relationship ends. Yeah, I mean, that's a really great reason. Uh, constant torment, particularly. Uh, six months is a long time to fuck it's with a long your time significant to other. Fuck with somebody. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, you can have a bad weekend. I think a bad weekend or like, you know what? I get it. Sometimes you want to be playful. You want to have a little prank time. But, like, no one has gone too far. Six months is too far. Six months is too far. Because really by months. the end of the six months, you've just be adopted a shitty habit. <laughs> this is no longer a, sh a, a little prank that you're pulling. You now just do shitty things. Yeah, you're just, you've gone from prank to torture. Uh, it's a fine line, but it's a firm one. Mm-hmm. That's how all. That's how waterboarding started. <laughs> uh, I've been torturing uh, my fiance for five years now by just being yourself and talking to her. And yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. can see that. Just generally being me is like this big prank I've been pulling off. Oh man, what are you gonna tell her? <laughs> what are you gonna uh, tell her about the prank on your deathbed? On her deathbed, I'll become cool. It'll be like, ha ha, psych. 
Gotcha. Oh, you're already gone. I actually didn't even like I movies. I was just a dick your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was just a, it was a joke hobby to screw with you. Like, no one can like movies this much. Yeah. No, they can't. It was crazy. <laughs> um, I didn't even like the thing. It's like my seventh favorite movie. I told you it was my first. <laughs> um, so anyway, so it's a, it's a new month, though, on We Love to Watch. If you've never heard us before, we are a podcast that covers a little something we like to call Motion Pictures Associations of America, but just the first two words, to be honest with you. And we, we rarely talk about ratings or the, the bureaucracy yeah, of the said, MPAA. I said just the first two words, Peter. Yeah. Did you even listen? Yeah, I did. The Motion Picture Forget everything after this. Association of America. <laughs> That's what we cover. Because it's about, um, it's not about the size of the movie. It's about the motion of the picture. We also cover moving picture. Forget this next word. Books. Um, That's going to be my new way to talk about things, I think. And that's going to be fun for 2018. But – and we do theme months. So we pick a theme instead of just just the world is chaos. We can't just be picking random movies every week and fucking with everyone's mind. So we stick to a theme. It's pretty strict. There's a governing body. We haven't met them, but they send us letters. And this month's theme is 80s. Fantasy movies, and we are kicking that off on our first 2018 episode with a little movie from 1985 called The Black Cauldron. The Black Cauldron. It's a pretty metal-sounding movie, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I wasn't sure how much enthusiasm to give that. <laughs> yeah, to be I'm giving it. I'm giving it as much enthusiasm with my monotone voice right now as I'm prepared to give it. It is a movie. Yeah. No, you cannot deny it. You can't deny it. It's a film, a motion picture, Association of America, except for everything after motion picture. Um, and it's uh, something that I definitely want to get to. But first, I feel like you and I have to do a little catching up. Um, we have to talk about things that have happened since we yeah, last Yeah, it's, it's a new year. It's, importantly, it's important to check in. We didn't record last week. Uh, We're hey, different people. Hey, Peter. Now, thanks to whisper. Yeah, we we totally we never gotta fucking stop whispering. But just remember, sidebar, edit all this out because we don't want people to know that this is like this is 2017. We're recording this, so like make sure that like we're gonna give a lot. We're gonna say a lot of things that may have happened in 2018. But when you're editing, just fucking take out anything that doesn't apply. Thank you for whispering. I would hate for people to hear that. Well, you can, this. you can never be too careful, especially when with it's editable material. <laughs> Aaron, I promise you, I will edit out everything that has not occurred between now when we're recording this episode in 2017 and the actual release date of this episode, which is like January 9th. It's like yeah. a, it's like a month. I have no idea what it's gonna fucking be like in January 9th. Do you? I have no goddamn idea. Here's one thing though. We may talk about Christmas. Do you, do you remember what Christmas is like? So that you can, like, pretend in case it comes up. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, yeah, what's that thing again? Christmas? Because everyone will be like, do you just celebrate it? Oh, something's fishy. Is that like that nerdy Hanukkah, but it only happens one day? Oh, yeah, I know. They We really got shipped. 
<laughs> both both Christians and atheists that have appropriated the holiday as a winter solstice. <laughs> How do you feel about using the word gypped? <laughs> oh, I forgot. To be honest, I totally forgot that was a racial slur. <laughs> Everyone did forever. Oh my god, now I feel now you might need to edit this out or or leave it in as a teaching moment if we were leaving this in, which we're not. And knowing is half the battle. I'm, I'm going to start saying ripped off. <laughs> yeah, just don't say gypped off because it's even worse. I'm not I'm not going to. Again, I just forgot, completely forgot that was a race. It doesn't come up that often. It which really is, doesn't. Which doesn't mean that I shouldn't have remembered it. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, I didn't even realize the, uh, the, the word it came from. Uh, yeah, so, so we're, we're going to be talking about some 2018 stuff. Peter. We're just going to share stuff, favorite stuff, least favorite stuff, observations of the first couple weeks of 2018. I will start. So, so far, it's the beginning of 2018. Uh, one of my favorite parts of 2018 so far uh, is that I have uh, absolutely no positive expectations of this year. Uh, after 2016 and 17, if the year is good, that's just a happy surprise. But do your worst, 2018. You can't hurt me any more than the last two years. <laughs> yeah, can the hole get any deeper? Let's just see. I mean, 2016 was all about crushing our dreams and killing uh, everyone we loved. And 2017 was us uh, wishing that we were among the departed because things got even worse. Where are you, death? Why can't I find you? Yeah. So, I mean, 2018, like, I'm not hoping for much. And I am having a kid. That could be good. Uh, Personal life aside. Uh, yeah, I'm not expecting much of the year. So if anything good happens, maybe, maybe some giant FBI investigations get somewhere, you know, uh, look, I'll be psyched, but, you know, not hoping for much. Everyone's relying on the FBI investigation. Uh, I'm just hoping that those cool guys from NCIS catch up with Trump. Give them oh a my piece God. of their mind. Love those guys. Na- they are the Navy crime. <laughs> investigation squad is that it sure the only way that people can tell in in the ncis whether or not you're in the ncis is if they ask you what it stands for and you say it doesn't stand for anything is it a real thing it's like naval cops in okay silly (laughs) that's not naval cops in silly you mocked mine i think yours is wrong as well let's see equally wrong what does ncis stand for Oh, okay. Let's let's learn a little Naval Criminal Investigation Service. I said Navy Navy Crime Investigation Squad. I feel pretty good about my answer. But because of pass fail, you were just as wrong as me. I, just no, I know. Clarify. Kicked out of the NCIS. <laughs> um, so, uh, one of my favorite things about 2018 so far, I had a lovely New Year's Eve with my new fiance and some new friends that I made. That's great. <laughs> I'm glad that worked out. Man, if if you hadn't edited out that whispering part and also edited out this part, that would seem like a pretty sad. Uh, yeah. That, that's what you were just hoping for. Yeah, that's all I'm hoping for. It's great. Uh, so I'm excited. So far, 2018 just started, but sandwiches still exist, which I think is pretty good. You got bread. You got meat. You got cheese. You put them together. You got the whole enchilada. But not that. How about instead a whole sandwich? Because that's what we should start calling everything comes together. Because sandwiches are great. Still around 2018. Prove me wrong. I dare you. 
I got food poisoning from an enchilada, so I'm going to heavily lobby for saying that it's the... The whole sandwich? The whole sandwich. So when you hear the phrase, the whole enchilada, you think pooping out of your butt and throwing up at the same time is your version of the whole enchilada. <laughs> Which is actually the full Monty. That's the full Monty when you're... That's the full Monty. When, you're, it's, just... when it's coming out of both ends. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of 2018 so far is uh, Aaron's Christmas present arrived, which was 12 bullet ants in reference to phase four. Thank you so much for those, Aaron. Only 12 made it? <laughs> uh, uh, were there more? Maybe delete this from the podcast because I may have broken some uh, transportation laws, uh, <laughs> taking animals across state lines. Uh, yeah, I said about 20,000. You know, I wanted yeah. the whole colony to get going. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. You got the um, queen, you, right? Um, I don't know. They're all very stingy. Do you know uh, bullet ants, uh, how they're like the worst pain that you can feel? Pretty oh, much? yeah. Yeah, I figured yeah. you would. Uh, look, Peter, I hope you don't think I did that to hurt you. I was anticipating that you would raise them as your own army. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. That is a good present. That's what um, happened in phase four. Oh, wait a second. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, it's been our, it was our six episodes a long time ago. Okay, well, scratch that. Just, you know, throw them away. Dump the whole rest of the canister. One got out and bit me, um, and I was writhing in pain mm-hmm. uh, on, the, mm-hmm. on the floor for, like, a day. A day? Yeah. Okay. It was dark, and then it was light again. Yeah. So, uh, and then the box had gotten overturned. Uh, so, now they're just, I think they, they live, they own my apartment. They own my apartment. I mean, I sent them with rent money for them. Did they eat the rent money? Because the box was nothing but bullet ants. You know what? Didn't check what they ate, so I wasn't sure if it was uh, cold, hard cash, homie. Hey, Helen, let me look them up on Wikipedia. Uh, one of the most painful bites in Insect Kingdom. Um, eats money. They eat money. Oh, they sound awful. Oh, and also I remembered uh, I sent 12 in one package and then the other uh, 19,988 in another. So, you'll be getting more. Just, I, I would I would stamp that baby, not return to sender, but return to random stranger. This is the worst 12 days of Christmas uh, I've ever gotten. Um, and I don't think and that it's going to work out. <laughs> only two days. I, I, I lost interest, to be honest. I just got bored. Uh, all right. One of my favorite things of 2018 so far is uh, how quickly we were able to clean up from the war on Christmas. You know, I'm out in the streets, I'm walking around. Everything looks great. It's almost like no actual war took place at all. I haven't heard any reports on the news. I think the war on Christmas this year, not too bad. Are you saying this is more of like a figurative war? That's not the way that I've heard people talking about it. <laughs> when your when your voice goes up higher, does it signify uh, that you're being does it you're being sarcastic about it? About I'm just a little it? confused. It's my <laughs> contemplative voice. I'm trying to I'm trying to breathe and think. Little Aaron, what are you crying about? <laughs> yeah, let's do let's do. We love to watch babies. <laughs> they could have also watched this movie. Like you're going full baby, like no words. <laughs> yeah, have you have you not seen what a baby is like? Oh, I've seen what a baby's like. <laughs> it's like this. I think if that is what you think crying is like, you are in for a rude awakening someday. 
yeah, oh. it sounds like uh, yeah, babies are doing their best impression of uh, Toka and Razor from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Mama, kids, they love their mutant ninja turtles. Oh my god, they love them. They love they love teenagers. They love mutants. They love ninjas. They have turtles. Connect the dots. <laughs> why, do kids, why do kids look up to teenagers so much? They're like, oh. I can't wait to be depressed and even more frustrated with my social impotence. Well, because they're they're still kids, but they're not adults. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's okay. All. I mean, maybe run these questions by me uh, beforehand. <laughs> Instead of okay. springing on, on, on me randomly <laughs> so I look like a fucking <laughs> idiot. Looks like an idiot, Peter. That's one of my least favorite things in 2018 is you making me look like an idiot. Listen, <laughs> oh. I can edit this all out. Anything that makes you look dumb, I'll edit up. Okay, it's great. <laughs> this next episode is five minutes long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, one of my uh, favorite things about 2018 so far uh, is that the calendar switched over to a Trump calendar. Uh, welcome to the year two, Aaron. A Trump calendar? Yeah, uh, the, the year's just restarted based on the election. Oh, so like we had the Julian calendar, mm-hmm. and now you're saying we're in the Trump calendar? Yeah, yeah. No, that happened this year. I I remember it vividly. Um, it was a big deal, mostly because like everyone had to throw everything away, and uh, nobody was really sure what he meant because like he said the election day. He says a lot of crazy things. <laughs> he says a lot of crazy stuff. He said election day, which actually is in a different year than the year he was inaugurated. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I remember now, because he said the next election will be in 2020, but it's the year two now. I thought yeah. that was, you know, mildly concerning. Well, he said the, the, the next election will be in the year 2020. And then you he got kind of a Schwarzenegger camera. thing going. You're, you're yeah. doing an impression of the wrong Apprentice host. Yeah, you're right. His voice isn't so deep. It's sort of like whiny and we- weaselly, like... The next the next election will be in the year 2020. Yep. That was him. Now I'm saying. Uh, so he, he uh, as God Commander of the Fire Nation, will uh, own us until the year 2020, and then we will have a fair election then. How do you feel about that, Aaron? I'm just glad we get another fair election at some point before the heat death of the universe. Oh, my God. The heat death of the universe. It's, it's going to be so hot. It's going to be so hot. But you know what's nice? The tan you're going to get. Yeah, it's going to be pretty radical. Um, It's just like Dexter Poindexter said. Some people dancing, some people laughing, feeling heat death of the universe. (laughs) (laughs) That is how the song went. Why don't we do more bits on Dexter Poindexter? Oh my god, it took 85 episodes or something. 86? All right. Uh, one of my least favorite parts so far in 2018 is that my favorite all-time sports team isn't going to get to compete in this year's Olympics. Well, which one would that be? Uh, Russia. The country of Russia is my favorite sports team. Now, I know. I know. Politically, they're a bit of a mess. But I'm just saying, you know, I grew up a Russian and they've been banned from this year's Olympics. Uh, you know, I'm not going to get to root for my favorite team. They got blown out in that Kurt Russell movie. And now they're not going to have a chance uh, from redemption. I love to see you know these these children being forced to work eighteen hours a day on the on their uh, their Olympic training, and then at the end of that, they just get a big dose of steroids. That's those are my favorite teams. Peter, yeah, you're not going to get any argument from me that the country itself has some problems, including the way they treat their athletes. 
This isn't about this isn't about politics, Peter. It's Thank just you. that my favorite sports team is Russia. And they they're good at a lot of sports. <laughs> they're good at uh the the skating one, the skiing one. Oh, and if you've ever seen them on the sled one, moi, chef fingers. Yeah, so so yeah, again, Ten minutes bad ago? country. Yeah. Bad country. Big fan though of of the team. Mm-hmm. So, do you like the antagonism of Russia, or do you just like... I like the shirts. <laughs> you like the shirts? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, fashion first. Uh, suffer for fashion. Oh, yeah. Um, the debilitating rages of steroid abuse. Love those blue shirts. Look, <laughs> black? <laughs> yeah. It just sucks that we're stuck with all these, like, second-place losers that don't want to win and aren't willing to dope. <sighs> yeah, I know. Team Russia. Four sports only. Hmm, nice. You know, like, you know, uh, I'm a Cubs fan, Niners fan, you know, because I, I didn't grow up in an area with a lot of sports teams. Uh, so I had to pick and choose. And it's the same thing with Russia. I didn't grow up. I didn't see any of the, you know, United States Olympic athletes walking around. I never went to their home games. I just, so I didn't develop a bond. And, but I saw Russians. Uh, as depicted in uh, D2, The Mighty Ducks, and the movie Miracle. And I'm like, these guys are scrappy underdogs. And they always lose in these <laughs> movies. But, you know, maybe they'll win someday. And so, you know, that's how I got into them. Like, I know it's a moral quandary. But what can you say? When I see um, Ivan Drago in uh, Rocky Four, I just think scrappy underdog. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a movie... With uh, a, a someone from the Russian sports team win. <laughs> That's true. That's true. They, they never. Uh, they never get to win. So never gonna win. I root for the underdog. You got to root Russia. For so you're running. It's like a macro underdog. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you want the country to win because they've never won. Oh movies. yeah. Yeah. Sure. Why not? <laughs> God. <laughs> I, see, I root. Know. I root for the underdog. A little country called Russia. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a cut of Rocky if t- for airing in Russia where it's just edited to make it look like Ivan, Ivan Drago won at the end. It's like the Godzilla. But it everything gone. else in. <laughs> I've killed Rocky. Overdubbed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but see, then I might not have become a fan. So let's not mess with history. Yeah. So uh, one of my favorite parts of 2018 so far, I've taken up playing the piano. And I'm now a world level pianist. But I've also got crippling performance anxiety, so I will not play my piano for anyone. Okay. So it's just like your piano time. I'm very, very good. Amazingly good, actually. So good, you just broke a glass. And <laughs> I just bumped it. I'm so shocked. I was like, oh, ah. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. If you're so fucking good at the piano, what are the two colors of the keys? I don't know, Peter. Seems like someone that was a master pianist would know. I'm actually so good I don't look down that much. You know how when you're a really good typer you don't look down that much? Like sort of a – I have like a home row thing going with, with the piano. Yeah, most most good typists I know can only recite like 16 letters tops. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, no idea, but I know how to play the old ivories, which in this case are keys on a keyboard for my computer. <laughs> Yeah, okay, so the, the keys are, uh, every key is solid black, uh, uh-huh. if I had to guess, um, and they say, like, W, A, S, D, 
Are are you giving me the typist? Qu- I, I want to know what the piano keys are. Yeah, they're all they're all they're all solid black, right? Every last one. That's I mean, I got all the black keys because they're covering all their bases. Look, they're a rock band and they suck. <laughs> yeah, they're not very good. I don't I don't know what what the thing was with them forever. Uh, anyway, <laughs> side note: just losing listens for no reason. You're, you're half right, and I'll tell you what: fifty percent, pretty good. Pretty good. I have no reason to doubt your story. You've passed the test. Thank you for believing me. This sort of trust is why this show works. Yep. That and a misguided sense of trust. Uh, I got another one. So this is kind of more of a mea culpa, we'll say. But um, I wasn't a big fan so far of this year in 2018 of all my friends and family abandoning me. Uh, after my uh, constant tweets in support of the Muslim travel ban. But... Uh, but, you know, my defense, I thought it was a Muslim travel band, and uh, that sounded pretty rocking. Um, I didn't know it had hurt so many people. Uh, I'm so sorry that you're, uh, everyone abandoned you, apparently including me. Uh, well, you, you know. Oh, I support it because I'm a racist in this in this timeline in 20. You, I don't know. Let's just say you also thought banned. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So in this timeline, I support you because... Um, I also want to hear about a great rockin' Muslim travel band that just goes from town to town and preaches the word of, word of tolerance, um, or just whatever bands sing about. Um, I think it's well, it made about, sense to me. Uh, like that, like that girl is mine. I think that was Michael Jackson, but it made sense to me because they're a band. But like, how do bands get their music out? They travel, right? It all made sense to me. I'm a huge fan of the Muslim travel band, and let me tell you why. I haven't come up with anything before I started the sentence, but I'm going to come up with something right here. Just so say something about Ticketmaster. The reason I support the Muslim travel band is because it hurts Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster, no, it, more like Ticket Bastard, am I right? So wait, you'd... Okay. I thought more like that they were against Ticketmaster. Instead, you're against the Muslim travel band. No, I'm for them because they take they take money they away from Ticketmaster. But, yeah, me always too. Trying to trying to take trying to take away their nickels and dimes. Yep, that's what I've been saying, people. I'm sorry that I'd lose everyone I loved, um, except one racist uncle uh, and Peter. <laughs> one racist uncle that is hard of hearing. Hard of hearing. It doesn't have Twitter. Uh, Aaron, I'm sorry to say, one of my least favorite parts of 2018 is uh, when Disney bought Fox, and then Fox bought Disney, and the two fell into a wormhole, and now pan-dimensional lawyers sue everyone for referencing any property from either company? I thought it was weird. I thought it was also weird that 20th Century Fox somehow lost the rights to the concept of Foxes to Disney. (laughs) And then uh, Mickey Mouse was divided uh, equally among Warner Brothers and DreamWorks, which, as far as I'm aware, is defunct. So it's been a weird couple weeks. These these uh, pan-dimensional lawyers, uh, for some reason, they all look like William Fickner. Yeah, that's why no one cares. It's he's so handsome. But William Fickner has been verbally against them because William Fickner exists in the reality of this joke. Oh, I mean, you can't get Fickner to shut up about those guys. <laughs> he's like. Hey, those guys, they look bad. Hey, stop suing everybody. And they're like, like, here's a suit for you. 
not good. It's why not, do they have to be if they if they they can be in any timeline ever? Why are they here suing people? Why aren't they off in the timeline where uh, everything is blowjobs? You guys are in a bad reality right now. Get out yeah. while you can, Fickner. This reality Fickner! is mostly not blowjobs. It's mostly like rocks and not blowjobs. Not a great Fickner factory. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, mine is all, my next one's also uh, movie related. One of my favorite parts of 2018 is that we're probably, fingers crossed, gonna get a Marvel movie this year. Uh, I know it's only January. Nothing's official yet for an entire year, but. You know, they're pretty successful movies. I wouldn't be surprised if we see one or two. Marvel movies? Uh, do you mean like movies that you, you look up at the screen and you're like, wow, how'd they do that? Like a, like a, a Ten Commandments? You bet I do. <laughs> when you go to the cinema and you pay your nickel and they ask you for more money because it's 2018. Yeah, when and, I go to the uh, movie theater walking. distribution company, but not those last two words. <laughs> And you get your popped corn, and you you go and you you take a sit down, and you're like, "Wow, this is a pretty marvelous movie." Yep, is that I what you they... mean by Marvel movies? Oh, I do. Also, it's the company, but who knows? We'll see. But I bet we get one at least. There's a whole company that makes movies about that are, that are marvelous. Yeah, that's. I mean, it takes a lot of balls to name your company after that if you're going to make shit movies. Wow, I bet they must have a lot of women in there. Women are pretty great. They, they must have a lot of movies about women because women are. You marvel at a great woman, right? 2018's still young. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we must have a Black Widow movie by now, right? They got a Black Something coming up, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things that's happened in 2018 so far. Um, I finally got those khakis from H&M that I thought were discontinued, and they fit me really nicely. Oh, that's great. Yeah, everybody you... loves khakis that fit nicely. So, they're just they're just khakis that fit? That's what you were worried about discontinued? You thought you were no longer going to be able to buy khakis that fit your body? You know when you're going to a khaki place, and they're like, they're like... Oh, here's our here's our pants. Take them, and then you go try them on, and they're like, and I'm like, they don't fit, and they're like, you have to buy them. Yeah, anyways. fuck you. Not at this store. You try them on, they don't fit. You just hand them to some poor schmuck that works in the closet of the place. I'm not putting like, it back on the hanger. You put it up. <laughs> well, no. What you do is you. You, you gently hand the pants to them, and then when you're about 10 feet away, um, you pretend to be uh, Link from Legend of Zelda, and you boomerang the hanger at them. Oh, they love that. That's why they put the metal pieces on their, their hangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wind resistance. And then, and then they make the noises like um, like those uh, like the little rat boy from uh, Road Warrior. Oh, and yeah. They just, and they kind of skitter around and put the khakis back. Yeah, it's my favorite. And then don't fold them either. I'm not no, doing hanger well, no. or fold. I'm doing clump with a hanger on top. I've done that 90% of the time I've bought pants, mostly because I get so anxious buying clothes that I'm like, I need to leave this place now. And also, this is a weird way to have to confront what my body looks like now. I just wanted pants to fit. I didn't need to see how they looked because I am out of shape. Million dollar idea just came to me. Mirrorless dressing room. Just to see, just to see if things feel good. But where you're not, where you don't have to confront the visage of age and time. I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty sure even without a mirror, I can be brought to the brink of tears. I know, but why add the extra layer? 
Can you imagine that, like, mirrorless? I think that's a good idea. I think I feel like Kramer on Seinfeld a little, but I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Well, the thing is, the nice thing is I went into H&M. I spotted them right Boom. away. I was like, that line of khakis is surely the line for me. I, I picked them right off the rack. I walked up to the counter. I paid with credit so I can build up a nice credit sco- score. Uh, How are you buying this house? And, khakis! Um, Khakis. Uh, Khakis bought this house. Khaki credit. Here's one in like news I don't really know how to feel about. Uh, that's the CDC when they issued that warning, uh, basically saying it was urgent and they had made a mistake and that fingers are actually on your feet and that toes are on your hand. I, you know, okay, but the nationwide drills to practice saying the changes out loud it was really weird. Um, so. I'm looking at my my well, I guess I'm looking at my toes. On Nay, your hand. Hands. On the, your hand. The appendages is formally no known more as shocks fingers. For me. Um so what's the punishment if I call these old these old boys uh fingies? Just don't don't do it. <laughs> Peter, it's not gonna happen immediately if you care about your family and the life that you've built. Mm-hmm. Just remember, toes are on your hand. And fingers are on your feet. Don't ever stop saying it to yourself. Um, toes are on your hand. Fingers are on your feet. That's good. Toes you are bought, on your hand. You've bought, you bought yourself one more day in this brave new world. <laughs> <laughs> when my fiance and I got engaged, I just you better put got that down ring on her one fucking knee, toe. And I put a <laughs> ring right on her toe. Yeah, good. So we do it. Well, I needed to get on my knee to get down there. Just remember, knees are your butt now. <laughs> knees and butt also sweat. The penalty is less severe, so it's not serious. We didn't need to do the drills. But it's like, that's more of like a helpful guidance. Like, just remember, your knees are your butt now and vice versa. So you went down on one butt, put a ring on that I toe. Went, I, went, I went down on one butt and I put a ring on that toe. And she said yes with her, her mouth still. It was weird that they made Beyonce re-record that song. Uh, if you if you like it, put a ring on the toe. <laughs> because it doesn't say what appendage. No, it just but they been. like they said this is for marketing purposes. Make it clear. Yeah, they're like make it pop, Beyonce, and she's like, it's really gonna fuck up the poppiness make of this like pop. quite a bit. She's like, she's not like she's not like if you like it, then you should have put a ring on that finger. That is on her hand, which is on her body. It's, you know, it's too bad she didn't, though, because easy rhyme, because she's a singer. Yeah. She's and like, also, she, if you she like did. it, then you should have put a ring on the finger. I'm I'm telling you that right now because I'm a singer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hire me. I don't know why I don't have a job writing songs for Beyonce. You, you don't understand that, that, that particular mystery. Uh, I don't understand how you have a job. <laughs> Fun fact, my wife and I met at work, and that's what she thought when she met me. (laughs) True. Um, How does he have a job here? I got one. Kind of a sad one. And you showed her at that Chippendales. (laughs) I did. How how does he work here? It's tiny. Um, (laughs) It was a sad one. 2018, but I'm a little sad. Uh, This year, uh, he Mm -hmm. let us know. Last week, we haven't got a chance to mention on the podcast, but uh, Dick Talk grew up and is asking to be referred to as Richard Talk now. Holy, holy shit. Yeah, you already knew this. You, you shouldn't, don't be surprised. Richard Talk. 
Richard Talk. Oh, it's time for Richard Talk. (laughs) (laughs) So he's still a shock jock. Peter, it's us saying it. Oh, He he didn't jump in at that point. Did you think when I said that 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 was a new person? Uh, Yeah. Who who would jump in all of a sudden go, it's time for Dick Talk. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think he lived at my house? I thought that there was a guy standing behind you, bike hair, bleach tips, um, you know, the tips of his fingers and the tips of his penis, and um, he just so he bleached you the, the tip shorts, of the things on his feet, and he just paces back and forth with his Oakley sunglasses and goes like, "Oh, I can't wait for them to start talking about dicks," and then would pop in for dick talk, and then you would uh, hit the. The button that would shock him on the collar. Richard Talk, huh? Richard Talk. He's Honestly, a- you got more of that right than you did wrong, which is pretty surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so, Richard Talk. Um, he said we can still do the voice. Okay. But we just got, we got to refer to him as Richard Talk now. Okay, this makes sense. So, when, you're refer- when I'm referring to Richard Talk... Do I have to do anything different? Just, just say nope, the name. Just, just I, saying. I, I don't say just, here, just, just try it out. Take it How a walk is, around the block. Is this something that I should just? We should just not have Dick talk until he go, figures out whatever phase he's in right now. I think that we should do Richard talk for the entire year. <laughs> Maybe next year he becomes a doctor. I don't know. Let's just keep adding to it. Dr. Dr. Richard Talk. That's kind of sweet. He came so far. Originally, he was. I mean, he's he's in med school now. So. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Toes crossed. Toes toes crossed. Finally get a real haircut that's not so frosted. (laughs) Frosted tips are more than. It's funny, like. They'll get you evicted. (laughs) It's funny because, like, if you're a mini wheat, frosted's great, but if you're hair, not so great. Um, so one of my favorite things about 2018 so far, your last um, one, I believe I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus because mommy is Santa Claus. Got a problem Republicans blew your mind. It's 2018. Solve that logic puddle. (laughs) Saw that, the, the, solve that. You saw that logic puddle. Republican. (laughs) Oh, all right. Uh, so I'll, I'll end, I guess my app. My absolute okay. No, go after go after you. Okay. I'll go after you. All right. My absolute favorite thing about 2018 so far is, as of right now, second week of January, I'm still the co-host of We Love to Watch, and have not been replaced by anyone yet. Oh, Aaron, we matched. Um, one of my favorite things about 2018 so far in this reality is a friend named Aaron Armstrong can continue to deal with me and be my co-host on this show. Oh. That is actually what I wrote on the on the thing. I'm not I'm not joking. That's what I wrote too. That's why I said yeah. it. Um, and that I hope that is the reality we live in. Um, though I would like the khakis also. I thought you, I thought the moral of the story is you got the khakis. I, I did get the khakis. Um, and oh, I are you still saying right this is a reality? Fingers. Remember, we don't we're telling people this is now, Peter. Yeah, uh, I pulled my khakis right up over my fingers, um, okay. onto my heels. Past my butt, past your knees, past my knees. You got it. Never mind. Okay, I I was wrong to question you. Yeah, well, you got to go butt then knees, obviously, because of the human anatomy and the fact that the legally mandated human anatomy. Yeah, can I still say belt? Mm, Not only among friends. (laughs) 
Only privately. Yeah, belt's a uh, slur now. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about what a violent transition <laughs> to something completely and utterly unrelated? Do you want to talk about the 1985 Disney movie, uh, The Black Cauldron? I love nothing. I love a lot of things more than that, but let's do it. We said we would. Yeah. <laughs> So, Peter, welcome back from a normal break talking about 2018, not talking about other stuff not 2018 for half. Yeah, we would never talk about other stuff that's not 2018 because it's 2018. It's 2018. It's not like we were watching the Doug Jones election in the background and found out that he won. We've known he's won for four weeks. Yeah, we're actually over fucking weeks. Yeah, we're over it. We're like, we're excited. Time to move on. So, uh, Peter, you are alternate taglines. What if in the Fellowship of the Rings, they just kept adding characters every time? <laughs> but without all the exciting things <laughs> that accompany. I do have a note. I'll, I'll break it out right now. Like, let's get into it. We don't need to. It's, it's a new year, baby. Yeah. Baby cakes. Uh, we'll do the recap in a sec, because you may not have seen this movie for reasons I'm going to No, let's do some alternate taglines. Let's hit it up. Oh, it's structured like the Lord of the Rings, but the cliffhangers are few and far between. The people they meet aren't interesting, and the locations are the exact, all look the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to have... The uh, bones are there. It is just like that. It is a cavalcade of plot events, and then they're like, oh shit, we need a third act. And then they figure it out in 20 minutes. Yeah. Or it's like all the people they meet aren't interesting. All of all, all of the characters are bad. I already said that part, but I said it again because I lost my train of thought. All the locations look the same. It's a lot, a lot of bogs. Yeah. Yeah. The movie really gets bogged down. Yes. Uh, another alternate tagline. You ever want to see a frog in some tits? yeah this so tim burton was an animator on this movie we're gonna get into that i have to there is two separate examples of the biggest breasts i've ever seen depicted in like i think honestly you be respectful use the word bazongas i i think they are bigger than anything in in a heavy metal movie like these things are massive and it's two characters, like, with, yeah, and they, like, at one point, yeah, Frog goes in the middle of them. Disney had a different thing going on in the 80s. And it was like, what are we? Who this was one we? of John Lasseter's first movies he worked on. Um, oh, well, that explains some things. Maybe, like, Tim Burton got the compass out, and then John Lasseter just came up and just, like, tapped a finger till the compass all the way out. And he was like, those are boobs. Make them bigger. <laughs> <laughs> bigger like it's like some machine in like the an 80s movie like no you're overloading it bigger (laughs) bigger like his eyes are rolling into the back of his head what's going on why is there lightning coming out of his finger but it's a children's movie it's a 25th disney animated movie bigger he's like we got 44 million dollars 24 of those are going to the tits. Make the biggest circles you ever seen. <laughs> Just keep drawing. Fucking take up the page. I want that projected <laughs> widescreen. 2.31 <laughs> to 1 aspect ratio. 
Yeah, based on the Chronicles of Burdane, I would have rather watched Chronicles of Riddick. No! Oh! <laughs> it's not a very good movie either. <laughs> no, it's fine, though. It's fine. Um, it's a solid three-starer. It's what the three-star was built for, Aaron. Exactly. It's like, that was fun. I'm never going to think or watch it again. Do you like <laughs> I'm it? never going to think about it or watch it again. I'll yeah. think again. I'll think of, I'll think of watch it. Um, I do like that uh, there's that scene where he's, like, blindfolded on a train, and then at the end of the train line, he guesses how long the distance was, and he was perfect. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of badass. That is about right. Um, he's really good so, at distance. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll do I'll do a quick recap. Uh, so essentially, yeah, there's uh, – fuck, I'm going to open up my phone to find out what these goddamn people's names are. Because uh, I, I literally Bernan, don't know boy, Turan. girl, old guy, it's, second old guy. I mean, I, not like it fucking matters, but let's let's. – I'll try. I, I, I couldn't tell you one person's name in this movie except – okay. So there's a guy named Taryn. He's like – or Turin. Some shit. And he's a kid. He's living with this old guy. Pay attention because there's a second different old guy, which halfway through the movie I'm like, is this the same old guy from the beginning? But nope. First old guy shows up at the end to let you know he's not the new old guy. Though it would have made way more sense if they were the same guy, but they're not. No. Nope. So anyway, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so he's like, has have a has a pig friend and the pig <laughs> can locate stuff through water. And they're like, it's a special pig. Like with all special pigs, other people want they want him. Yeah, people want those special pigs. Not just for a cold slab of bacon. They want them for nefarious purposes. But thankfully, Taryn fights him off uh, for like five minutes. But then, nope, second time, they get him. And he's taken – he finds out that the, the Horned King, who is this evil ruler who wants to find something called the Black Cauldron. So he can raise an army of zombies and become – in his quote, a god, which is pretty fucking metal for a Disney movie. Um, uh, yeah. Except that they capitalize on that in almost no way. But uh, so he tries to rescue the pig. Pig jumps off a building. Uh, they get separated. Meanwhile, he's stuck in this castle trying to escape. And he uh, meets a princess, Princess El- Eluian. Uh, Some yeah. princess fucking fake fantasy name. Ellen Wu? No, it's a Y. I don't know. Look at you make fun of me for names, but all names are made up, and if I haven't heard them before, they all look like this to me. <laughs> so Oh my god, this movie is is me and Aaron mode. It's great. So so she is like, oh, I got a little magic friend. Let's escape. And then they also find an old guy chained up. Let's rescue him too. So they have they get out. They have a little give This movie needs more annoying characters. Bring them along. Yeah, really unnecessary annoying characters. Also, there's a talking dog that uh, sounds like, like a Muppet toy that got stepped on, but like it still kind of talks a little bit. He sounds like Gollum, uh, but like Gollum who just wants apples. Yep. That's crunchy, Mickey, crunchy. <laughs> it's like nonsense. What you got? That's what he sounds like. <laughs> um, it's very cute. It's definitely cute. Not annoying at all. Not annoying at all. Uh, so they all decide what to do. And they, unsurprisingly, decide, let's go find the Black Cauldron ourselves and stop the Horned King. And they go and they meet 
three witches. They're like, that's it. It's, the movie's 75 minutes. So the thing about the Lord of the Rings is like going to all these new locations and meeting people. Uh, mm-hmm. Those movies were 10 hours long each to accommodate for it. This is like, let's knock it out in the afternoon. Um, so they go meet the witches. The witches are like, hey, there's a black cauldron. Uh, here it is. You get it. P.S. Oh, you're like, oh, they found that relatively easily. Um, and they're like, okay, but here's the deal with them. Here's the deal with the Black Cauldron. You can't take it. How do you destroy the evil? Someone needs to give their life for the cauldron willingly. Which I was also like, that's fucking it? You stop the evil by, like, one guy? You ever you ever heard of needs of the many, needs of the few? Like, <laughs> he's going to become a god, raise a zombie army. Seems like the choice is extremely clear. How to stop the Black Cauldron, the source of ancient evil, from ever causing problems. Again, <laughs> yeah, like, real, real big loophole. Anyways, they they all look at it like, well, obviously, all of us with our great lives uh, are not gonna, not gonna give up that. So I guess we're out of luck. Meanwhile, the Horn King takes it, uh, like, with ten minutes to go of the movie, raises the army of the dead almost immediately, which is a really cool scene. But it's oh, they are literally the army of the dead is walking out of the castle, and the the Muppet dog thing is like, well, I'm gonna kill myself then. <laughs> and everyone in the movie is like, please do. Yeah, well, actually, they're not because apparently they have like no, no, sorry, everybody watching the movie is everyone like, please watching. Please murder yeah. yourself. But it's the characters in the movie are like watching the dog, like you can't do it. It's like there's an army of the dead. Like, of course, this is what someone should do, and this is just a dog. Like, I love dogs, but it seems like Apocalypse or a dog jumps into a pot out of his own volition. Like, let the dog do his thing. Let him save the day. What is everyone else's problem? So, literally, the the zombie army of the dead doesn't even get out of, like, the moat area of the castles because he's jumped in the pot. They all collapse dead. And then the... Horned King jumps into the pot and kills himself, which allows the dog to survive. And then that's it. It's the end of the movie. <laughs> There's so much stuff in here that could have been good if they would have, like, cut out characters and just focused on a couple of people. Because here's here's my kind of thesis on the movie, Peter, and we can, we can go from here. It's really cool that Disney tried to, in the 80s, tried to make a token-esque fantasy movie. I think it's cool that they tried to do something different, invest this much money in it. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, and kind of do go for something a little different PG movie. It just sucks that they did it when they were making their worst movies as an animation studio and no one gave a shit about fantasy movies. Like, yeah, they, they could not have picked a worse time historically looking back to attempt to make this movie because like the best Disney movie f- animated movies from the 80s are like. That was fine. They uh, they were doing the, the wrong kind of Tolkien if they thought this movie would work, uh, they were smoking marijuana because this movie <laughs> is misconceived from the beginning. So and it doesn't look like forty-four million. Like, let's talk about that. Like, this movie cost forty-four million dollars, which was a record for an animated movies. Almost every other Disney movie I've seen looks better than this. I think this is a gorgeous looking movie, but it has tonal inconsistencies and it was on a rushed schedule somehow. Yeah. So like it, it is it is definitely a hole of a movie. So there is a lot of money thrown into that hole and a um, a somewhat competent movie came out of it. There's also the question of um, how much of it like would we love the movie 
at an extra 12 minutes of content because they cut a lot of the creepy, scary shit, and that's the only shit that I really attach to as an adult. And as a kid, I probably would have also only attached to the creepy, scary shit. I'm curious if a lot of that was also the the, the stuff that they put a lot of the loving animation into. So I kind of want to talk about that as the, the seeing it as a kid, too. But I, I'm realizing I'm interrupting you mid-thought, so I'll, I'll we're doing all, we're, No, we're doing a whole month of kids' movies. So I think you have to kind of view it from two perspectives. What you liked as a kid, what you expected as a kid, and then how you think of it as an adult. So for me, as, uh, as an adult viewing the movie... I didn't like it because Disney's apprehension at this time to sequels meant that they had to somehow smash a five-volume series of books, The Chronicles of Perdan, which, by the way, side note, do you like it when they put a word you don't know in a title? I fucking hate when they put a proper noun or a word that you don't know in the title. But, like, The Chronicles of, The Stories of, like, that shit is just so... I think it's it's it worked with the Chronicles of Narnia, and everyone's been trying to repeat it since. It, but like even Harry Potter, it would be like Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Like that's evocative. Harry you know Potter chambers, and the Sorcerer's. You know about secrets. Got it. Yeah, got it. Harry Potter and the yeah. Sorcerer's Stone, or like if it was the Chamber of of Bliggle Toggle, you'd be like, <laughs> I don't yes, I know who Bliggle Toggle is. I fucking hate Wiggle Toggle, dude. Like I do not care. Or like Lord of the Rings, it's like Lord of the Rings, or like the, the Fellowship, Fellowship of the, of the Ring. King. Yeah. They're all united by a ring. The ring is symbolic because they're like formed into a ring. The two towers. There's two major towers in the story. Like, got it. I, I don't like the idea of throwing in these weird proper nouns into the title. Um, Black Cauldron is, uh, I think, is evocative enough. Do you think it's an evocative title? I do. So that's what's crazy about this. So I have a relationship with this movie that goes back before I would have ever had a chance to watch it. That is because, and some of you guys may remember this, and to be honest, I don't know if they still do this. So because I'm, um, I guess I am reading children's books, but not this kind of children's book yet because my kid is three. But I would, when I was like six or seven and eight, you would buy VHSs. We've talked about this before. We're like $100. So it was rare that we'd own a movie. But what we could buy are like these storybooks that were like from movies, right? Not just a story of Aladdin, but it showed – it told the story of the movie in book form and it had, you know, screen cells and pictures from the movie. So, you got to kind of live the movie. Um, they definitely still make those. What I'm not sure of is they also did this a lot where they would um, write these kind of shorter books that did that but wouldn't tell the whole movie. So, you'd end up with like the land before time that ends when they um, they get to the fake – uh, Great Valley with the and then like they learn a, val- uh, a valuable friendship moment and then like that's the end of the book and you know there's more movie but like they just didn't put it in the book so I ended up with this Black Cauldron book that told the story up to the point where he gets the magic sword and escapes with the princess right mm-hmm. and I knew that wasn't the end of the movie. But I read all the time because I loved – I mean, the images were cool. You got to see a moment of the Horn King because there's the pig stuff. And like I won, I knew it was a movie and I wanted to see this movie. And as you alluded to, Peter, uh, so this would have been like 91, 92. The movie was never released on VHS until 1998. 1985 movie, which for Disney, who in, in modern parlance, it seems insane that Disney would not release something on, on video. 
like ever. Like they just never released it because it wasn't. It was kind of a bomb. People didn't really like it. But yeah, the idea that they just never bothered releasing it. This isn't like a movie that came out in 1975 when VHS wasn't a thing and they hadn't got around to it. Like 85 was like. The explosion start the start of the explosion of the VHS market. We'd go to the video store occasionally, and I would like look for this movie. And it's it's so funny to think about now. Like I had no one to add. Like if I said, "Hey, is there a way we could rent the Black Cauldron?" They'd go like, "I don't know." Where would we check the the one video store in North Dakota if they have it? Oh. I guess they don't. I don't even think they would have known it wasn't released. Like, where where would you go? There was no online. If you didn't see it in the store or a video rental store, that didn't mean it didn't exist. It just meant, like, this one doesn't have it. Maybe they'll get it someday. So finding out through this that it was actually never released until 1998 was news to me. And I remember when it came out on DVD, which was only two years later, I always thought about buying it. And I just never got around to it. Like, I was like, one of these days I'm going to pick that up. But I'm not, like dying to see it anymore. So the fact that like now like 28 years later I'm finally watching it is it's it was a bizarre experience because the first half hour of this movie was extremely familiar to me because I read that story and saw those pictures so many times. So again just yeah it's just insane they never released it anywhere and and it's also bizarre to me finding out in 2017. <laughs> oh I never had a chance to see it. Literally, I never had a chance to see it. I was a, a huge fan of, as a kid, The Fox and the Hound, which was directed by Ted Berman and Richard Rich, the directors of this, their previous movie. Kind yeah. of. This movie had like 13 different directors, mind you. These guys weren't like brought in from the original. This is a very troubled production. Um, fucking Don Bluth was on it and took like 13 of his best guys with and then made his own movie outside of Disney uh, in the middle of this. Uh, very troubled production, but not that I was giving a shit about directors at the time, but that like I was in the bag for all Disney movies at this age. Oh, I would have I would have loved this. And I uh, know what know I would have loved this. One, I loved scary movies as a kid. Yep. Like movies that felt like they weren't entirely for kids. Like, if there was some element of it that felt adult. Like, big um, tits. Big old titties. I was the youngest of four kids. I was desperately trying to grow up faster. And so, like, I was even attracted. Like, I hated music in movies. I felt like, for some reason, like, musicals were for kids. Explains yeah. a lot of shit later that I'm, like, yeah. unpacking. We we do have very similar tastes, but sometimes, like, think very differently about stuff, which hopefully, in theory, is why this show works. But I think some of that just comes from, like, I do think that birth order plays, like, an impact of how you see the world. And, like, I was the oldest and you were the youngest. Like, you're right. Like, you, you hated kid stuff. and But I, on the other hand, like, had no one to introduce me to cool stuff. So I like just didn't – I would find my own stuff and like I'd find out stuff wasn't cool when like kids were mean to me. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, I guess I guess I'm still going to like that but I'm not going to – I'm not going to tell anyone. And like I never felt the need to be brave. So I would like scary movies of stuff I like like Ghostbusters or like Jurassic Park uh, and stuff. But I would just cover my eyes at the scary parts. Like, you know, like, oh, this is going to scare me. I'm going to cover my eyes. Like I didn't – at home watching stuff in like the safety of my house, I never felt the need to try to be older than my age. That's why I abandoned Disney kind of early because I at some point was like, 
these animated movies are for kids, even though I like adored the rescuers and such. Like I, I, I was definitely in the bag for a long period of time, long enough to see all these movies, but like, like at least they're kidnapping a kid, the rescuers. That's at least still speaks to me. This sounds insane, but like the reason I liked the rescuers the most is because yeah, it's it was a little creepy and a little scary, and there were no songs. So I would have been in the bag for Black Cauldron as a kid, um, uh, especially all the, the the ending of it is actually creepy. So this is the first Disney movie to get a PG rating. Twelve minutes of it were cut when uh, Jeff Katzenberg. Uh, saw the cut he actually tried to like immediately go and cut minutes out of the movie because he was like this is just not gonna fly we've spent all this money on this movie and you're trying to put out something that is going to terrify children and make parents hate us i i can see that because it is very creepy and but what's funny is like with the inverse of time i'm like oh all of the stuff that is creepy and weird and off in this movie that actually feels like uh, it feels like a direct um, sort of filmmaking. It feels like it's like trying to elicit a specific emotion for a scene. So I'm really into it. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, well, they want me to be scared right now. Whereas for the rest of the movie, it's this sort of weird tonal mix where it's it's like supposed to be funny, but it's not funny. It's supposed to be romantic, but like you, these people just met and they haven't done any character work. Well, they have they have two scenes together. They have like where it's just the two of them talking. There's a scene where they fight about uh, where uh, the princess is like, "You saved me. The sword saved me. Like I was just as much help as as you." Because there's a magic sword, and he's like, "Fuck you." And then like they have to be separated by the old man, and then literally no interaction between them happens except thirty minutes later they're like. I love you. <laughs> like it is it is a jarring joke. Like the joke of these movies is how quickly people fall in love with each other. But this is like they don't even have like a scene together where they're like, you know, I care about flowers too. Oh, me too. Maybe we're not so different, you and I, and we could become friends or more. And there's like nothing. Nothing like that in this movie. That's the biggest problem with the movie. Um, there are too many characters, and they just keep introducing new characters in the movie. So, like, you get an annoying little, uh, like, cutesy character in um, Gerga? Gergi. The dog man? Yeah, the dog man, Gergi. Uh, I have, I, my, note, my note is Gergi sucks ass is redundant. Very much so. He's completely... Every character besides... The princess and Taryn completely unnecessary. Like they could have just made a movie, and I think a better one if they would have just focused on. Because I'm sure there's there's five books they're pulling from. You don't think there was more like interesting encounters or like a something they could have thrown in that was like fantastical in a way that you would want these movies to be set in a fantasy world. Instead, they just have like interactions with an with with a second old guy who plays no relevance to the plot, and this dog who. I found my note. You know who he sounds exactly like? Abu in Aladdin if Abu didn't just, like, speak in, like, squeaks, but, like, said full sentences and words. <laughs> but it's like, yes. ah, I, I have a sword. Yes. It, it is exactly this model. I think it's probably for, the same guy. Model for how to build annoying characters, I think. Yeah. Uh, but this time they, they didn't even find, like, a silver lining here. 
Um, because Gurky sucks. I think the old man uh, musician sucks. Um, sucks. The bard. Uh, I think that the fairies are also like the most useless characters, and it's exhausting to watch a seventy. I, for- minute I forgot movie. about the fairies. I didn't even put a note in because it's, like- it's exhausting to find a seventy-minute movie where they just continually reintroduce people. Because at a certain point, you're just like, so this is—they're all going to get their own arcs, right? No. Each character doesn't get much to say other than like, this is who I am in two lines and then Goodbye. That is it. That is it. And then goodbye. And then at the end of the movie you're supposed to give a shit that Gurgi commits suicide to save the group. This like sacrificial lamb moment, and you're like, wait a minute, why is Gurgi out of the movie when we still have the pig character of Terran? Why is Taryn not committing suicide to save her best friend? Why did yeah. they not spend the whole movie? So Taryn tries to commit suicide to save the group. Why does his? Why is he not replaced by his pig friend? Why is the pig just out of the movie after a certain point? Why is the movie yeah. not about trying to find the pig after they're separated? Here's how you fix this movie. One one thing. Get all, all the secondary characters. You can meet new people. Like the witch scene is fine. Besides, again, the weird, bigger <laughs> uh, component they they decided to uh, ascribe to to one of the witches that just is bizarre. But beyond that, like th- I, I think you could have met some people or like people that helped a core character or two core characters on their journey, which none of these people really do except the witches. So you fix it by. Guess what? The pig is actually the girl. The princess has been put under a magic spell, and that's why the horned one has uh, has her throne. Because they never really get into that. They just say, yep, no, I was the princess, but it's been taken. Never comes back. Um, so the pig, the princess has been turned into the pig, who's been living with the kid the whole time. And so they have a bond that makes sense. Um, and he has to rescue her. Uh, and at some point, she they the spell's broken, and you find out oh she was a princess cursed by the evil one, and uh, and then they have to do something with the cauldron and defeat the evil one. Like boom, there's your movie. Give me forty four million dollars in nineteen eighty five currency. <laughs> it is it, it's so insane that this movie was uh, it cost so much, and yet it looks so samey. Yeah, because they could have easily just—it's called the Black Cauldron. They're not even cashing in on the namesake of the book in any direct way. They could have easily just, yeah, like you said, chopped a bunch of secondary characters and really slimmed this down and gotten us emotionally invested in the the actual characters that exist. If the witches need to be sexually obsessed with somebody, just make it Terran. Make it our, our protagonist. Or, here's an idea, don't make them sexually obsessed with someone. I know, but like, if you need to have it. <laughs> yeah, you need it, yeah. 1985, and you're like, I need to have a witch that is just sexually harassing somebody into, and then turning them into a frog, and then putting the frog in her boobs. If you need to have that. Make it the main character, the only available man. The princess is completely irrelevant to this movie. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, just turn the one female character into a pig. But it at least then adds some sort of like, I expected the pig to be something. Why does this pig have this magic power? It makes no goddamn sense. The The pig has this magic power and then the pig escapes. And then the movie just kind of continues on with a pig. Does the pig come back after he falls in the water? Yeah, because at some point, yeah, because I think they find out from the pig, don't they? I just watched it. 
that's how fucked up this movie is. Is that like I can't remember who care which characters are where. I forgot about the fairies. It was I watched it two days ago. I just watched it also. I can't like I can't remember where key characters are at any point in the script. It's just it's nonsense. Um, so this movie is a movie that I think is uh, visually very pleasing in terms of like individual scenes, but none of them gel together. So. I think something that's easy to say about movies is that it's a bunch of movies stitched together, which actually can be a compliment. We talk about Life Force and Doomsday. Those are movies that are five movies stitched together. This feels like it's like three quarter movies, not even half movies. It feels like three quarter movies, and I only really like one of them, and it's Taron going to fight the Horned King, and and then at the end of the movie, he defeats him through a sacrifice. Yeah, the Horn King stuff is 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 great, and uh, the it's Army of the Dead soldier. stuff is really cool. Yeah, like I love the raising scene. It just you can't have a credible threat when you barely see the Horn King, and the Army of the Dead raises and like I said, doesn't even like get out of the like if the castle had a parking lot, they would not have gotten out of that parking lot. Like they just they died in the parking lot. There needs to be more of like a omnipresent threat or like a, an immediate threat where they you get to see some destruction and on top of that like the design of the army of the dead was great so i didn't want to only see them for four minutes in a movie that told the story of the black cauldron twice in its first 10 minutes back to back you remember that like they have that opening narration scene with the the silhouette of the black cauldron where someone like explains the world and then the first old guy says the exact same thing to Taryn explaining what's going on in their world. It's like, what? Who's? Why? T- take one of them out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's why would you do that? Everything on a story level and a character level in this movie is broken because it not only is seventy minutes long, which is like usually, usually. A plus for these movies. It's a plus in the movie as it stands, but because um, it gets it over faster. But <clears throat> it uh, it is this. It, it it's a problem in this movie because there's literally not enough time to explain anything, and then they have to double down to have an explainer. There's an exposition dump, despite the fact that there's a. This movie is like literally <laughs> two plot points. It's kid sets off with pig he likes to take down a bad king. He picks up friends. Like, I can't think of a simpler plot. Yeah, some people disappear. Finding Nemo, Monsters, Inc., every one of those Pixar movies has a much more complicated plot, and they can figure out how to balance them. Uh, Fucking um, uh, Little Mermaid, which would be their next big hit, has a much more complicated plot, and it is still a very simple, understandable movie, and it's not constantly filled with, like, hey, kids, have you been not paying attention? (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah it is like they designed the opening of the movie to like okay well what if i were to walk in five minutes late would i know what's going on they're like we got a, <laughs> we got a fail safe plan um people are gonna get it but then if they walk in late they'll get it again the movie being an adaptation totally unlocks the movie for me that completely unlocks it does the movie. like I, hey Hey, these five movies fit in as much as you can. Them not wanting to make a sequel or a series is like particularly the screenwriter was like, I read these books. I really, really like these five characters. They should be in the movie. And you're like, are you going to give them all their own character arcs? And you're like, no, no, all the characters are in the movie. Yeah. It's bullet points. It is like a cliff note version of a better 
movie. But I think also, like, this movie's not terrible. Like, it's not. Like, if my daughter or someone wanted to watch this, I wouldn't be like, oh, like I am with the movie Trolls or some shit. Like, <laughs> I, got, I got I to watch this guy. Like, I'd, I'd be like, oh, that's fine. You know, maybe you'll like it more than I did because you're at a, you're so you at got a different. You Yeah, exactly. They perfectly titled movie. <laughs> it's a kid movie. And it's a kid movie that doesn't survive the transition to adulthood. We're, we're going to talk about this more uh, in a in an upcoming week here, but like it's 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 the never ending story, never ending story two thing to me. Where never ending story one, I think, is a legitimate great movie. Peter hasn't seen it. We're going to talk about it uh, in the coming weeks on this month. I liked never. I think ending. it's a legitimate movie. It's definitely like no one can argue with that. Uh, never ending story two is a terrible movie that I thought was the better of the two as a child because it wasn't as abstract. It just told. Uh, the story of the kid that we saw in the first movie just kind of reading the book, even though it's played by a different actor, and he actually gets to go to the magical world, and it's it's um, has some cool imagery, and it just to- tells a less confusing story with a clean resolution. So, me as a kid liked Never Ending Story, love Never Ending Story 2, but Never Ending Sto- Story 2 is a bad movie, so when I became an adult and, like, Looked at things more than just I like what's on screen and I follow what's going on and I like that they're swords and people are fighting. Like, I, you know, that's all you need as a kid. And some of those movies that you loved as a kid make the transition to adulthood because uh, you really liked them. And, and sometimes you kind of probably knew a little bit as an adult or as a kid, too, where like – I always like watching movies, so you put something in front of me, I'm going to be super happy about it, and I'm probably not going to dislike it if it if it was from a genre that I already liked. Like, there was no such thing as a bad movie. They're just ones that, like, made me feel warm inside, and there were some that was like, well, I'd watch that again if I had the chance, because I like watching movies. Um, yeah. I think The Black Cauldron would have been in that second category, where I would have liked it, but it wouldn't have been the same thing as, like, watching... Uh, you know, something like Ninja Turtles 2 or Hook, and I realize I'm I'm naming examples that people don't really like anymore, but those are the type of movies where I watch them and I'm like, I I could watch this 50 times in a row, never get sick of it. I love this. Where this would be like The Secret of Nim, which is a beloved movie, <laughs> so I feel bad using that as my example. Uh, or just other movies that I'm like, I like watching movies, and this was a movie. Um... This would have been in that category, I think, just because there isn't that kind of um, – it doesn't raise to the next level of a movie that gave me, like, warm fuzzies that I loved. I It's so hard to describe, and I feel like an idiot calling it warm fuzzies. But trying to describe that feeling as a kid when you watched a movie and you only had two ratings where this is something uh, I thought I would like and I like and this is something I loved – I mean that's that's all I had like as a young kid. What what about you, Peter? Like, there weren't movies I hated, be- really. But my my analysis has gotten better. Obviously, I still like emotionally uh, respond to like a lot of textures and a lot of like yeah. set pieces in the sense that I'm like, how does this make me feel in the current moment? And that's how I was as a kid too. Like, uh, particularly with animated movies with color. The texture yeah. of, of a movie, the color, the tone of it was really important to me. This wouldn't have worked to me because it is so boring until shit happens. 
And I didn't like watching movies about kids as much as I liked watching movies about adults. Because, mm-hmm. like, in my mind, I was like, I don't aspire to be Anakin. I aspire to be Han Solo. Yeah, I think that's true. So I definitely would have been bored by the beginning of this, but I would have been really enticed by once the adventure gets going. Like, literally, once they get captured by those weird gargoyle things, I probably would have been hooked as a kid. And, and they have the singing sword, and that's a lot of fun. I, I just... I agree with you. Like, I... I still get that that way with, with movies now where you're like, this is amazing and I'm loving every minute of it. We talked about that before, like that kind of first time you see Robocop type movie. Um, I kind of forget what, what movie we were talking about recently where that was an example of it. Dawn of the Dead, I think, was, was is a good example. of. I remember the first time watching that and feeling like this is different. This is something different and like getting really excited. But as a kid, I think the difference is that even movies that you didn't enjoy – like, that wasn't, at least for me, a feeling. Like, there wasn't like, oh, this had swords and fighting and monsters in it, and I didn't like it. It was just like, I liked other movies more. I would have rented this five times and maybe not really enjoyed it all that much, but, like, think I did, if that makes sense. Yeah, because as a child, you just, like, you're in a you're in a learning state. You're in this open book state where you're just, like... You'll tell anybody anything, which can be very embarrassing for parents, and you'll receive any information, which can be very traumatizing for you. Yeah. So, like, like that's one of the reasons that, like, people doing, like, saying weird shit to kids is, like, so crucial to their development is because, like, kids just take it all in. Kids just, like, so doesn't matter. You might not hear it. Like, kids are still just taking it on in. Um, and so, for me, I would have just, like, even the weird bumps in the road in this movie, I would have loved it because it would have still been, like you said, it would have still been a movie. That has stuff I'm interested in. <laughs> yeah, I would have kept watching it, but like, I would have probably not been like, that's my favorite movie. I would have been like, that is a movie that I've seen and I can tell you all the details of because I watched yeah. it seven times because I needed stimuli and getting stimuli from cartoons is way more fun than like your older sister who hates you or like i i would have watched anything so and this had things that i which why i was so desperate to find the movie as a kid like you see those pictures and you're like i'm gonna fucking love this movie like no way and i think i would have but i just i don't think it would have stood the test of time this is a kind of a bizarre conversation to talk about talk about how a six-year-old or seven-year-old would have hypothetically reacted to a movie that you didn't see when you were that age and then trying to explain your potential thoughts of that movie in the same parlance that you would have at the age six to delineate what your thoughts are. So, fun fact, listeners, you've just taken drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And there's something about, like, capturing, like, liquid nostalgia in your brain that you're like, you're like, yes, 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 this feels so right. Um, this movie has no nostalgia behind it, so it's weird watching one of these movies where, where like, there are huge fans of it. It, it did go on video in, like, 1998. And people I, were like, finally. I theoretically would be a huge fan of this movie, like, in terms of a nostalgic sense. Um, I was seven when this movie came on home video. You had, you had a shot that I didn't, Peter, and you blew it. And I blew it. Uh, Technically, my parents blew it because I was not in a financial state where I could buy VHSs. So, yeah, you're right. Let's let's call them. 
Did you guys rent? What was your renting procedure? Did you get like one pick f- per family member? Did Peter just get to pick them all out? What, what was your, what was your sitch when you went to the video store as a family? I think I don't know if I ever until I was like in junior high. I don't know if I ever got like my own pick. Ooh. I think it was like I think it was like everybody else got to pick, and then occasionally I'd be like, "Get me a movie for a kid." You like the movie Kids, right? <laughs> Uh, they brought me back a documentary on baby goats. Yeah. <laughs> it's the birthing, it's the feeding, it's the whole thing. That's why I hate you're, you're to love day, All I see is blood and placenta. Kids! <laughs> but specifically the goats! <laughs> that's, a, that's a con shout you have to uh, codify <laughs> so that people know. And it sort of has a ranges. So you go up for kids, and then you have to come back down to do the rest of your, your uh, conning. Um, make sure you see the fine print. Uh, make sure you read the fine print. But yeah, as a kid, I didn't really get to rent my own movies. I, that's, a, that's a bummer. I have no, I have no memories of being like, motherfucker, I want this, and then they brought it home. I don't know if that ever happened. So let me tell you. So we had five for five for five. That was like our budget conscious. Um, when we go to the movie store, we we couldn't get new releases very rarely, so you could get the old releases five for five for five. And I, you know, so my dad would pick one, and then the four kids got to pick their own pick. Sometimes it'd be like, uh, Wait, what's the no, third five? It's five movies for five dollars. Yeah, five for five nights. Oh, for five nights. Okay. Yeah, you guys didn't have you maybe a little too too young for five for five for five but it feels like all the movie stars had them so we do that and we'd have cable and we had like very set television shows that we could watch so every couple weeks we'd go to the video store and that was and you know that sucked too like because even though there were some stuff like a hook or neutrals 2 or king kong versus godzilla these movies that we owned and whenever we could sneak a chance uh we would we would watch them because we had pretty regimented like you can watch Full House on Tuesdays. You can watch After School cartoons. You can watch TJF on Friday, Saturday morning cartoons, and that's it. Like you didn't, you didn't get to just like veg out in front of the TV. We didn't, we weren't allowed to have like Super Nintendo or Nintendo or any of that stuff. Um, it was like you can. Here's the shows that we've decided that we watch. You can watch those, and then occasionally, you know, you get to go to the theater or rent a movie. So since I got my one pick essentially at that age, especially. A lot of times you'd end up renting like, oh, I'm going to rent Back to the Future again, <laughs> you know, and then two weeks later, I'm going to rent Back to the Future. You get in these patterns sometimes where it's like, do I use my pick to watch this movie I love or try something different? So it, it is funny how like if if I, if we were eight years apart between the 40s and the 50s, our experience would be the exact same. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um but it, there was such a dynamic shift in how movies were distributed. And also, like, by the time that I was getting older, like, some video stores were just struggling to take on DVD, yeah. which is an entirely different thing than, like, well, which store do we go to? Yeah. Instead, it was, like, which store is still open every year? DVD. I remember I worked in a video store when DVD came in. And the, and the owner was it was a local video store. But he was so pissed because like, I guess I got to fucking buy all these now. Everyone comes in wanting to know where DVDs are. Do you rent DVDs? So your life was Be Kind Rewind. I wish I was most deaf, but I was definitely Jack Black. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Black Cauldron. Here's, here's what's funny. So we got off the rails. And it's fine because I didn't have that much to talk about in this movie. I don't think, Peter, you did either. Nope. But... Here's what I think we ended up talking about. 
a lot more, which is our own nostalgia for like an era where this would have been the movie that we fell in love with. So we didn't get a chance to watch this movie as a kid. I would say it's uh, best left to uh, a, a kid that wants to watch an animated sword and sorcery uh, ep- my epic is not the right word uh, movie <laughs> uh, with with some dark elements. But it's just, you know, watching it for the first time at 34 and 26, I want to say uh, clearly didn't work for us. But if you know, if you I can still sit and watch the never ending story, too, even though it is a garbage movie. So if uh, this is something that you still enjoy or you had a different opinion than us. Great. I am so fucking proud of you. This took a dark turn. Um, one thing I do, one thing I do want to circle back in before we end this, Peter. Though, um, so you mentioned that we this is a kids' month earlier, and I'm going to kind of disagree with you because I think the next, I think Labyrinth is the closest to a kids' movie. Legend is almost definitely not a kids' movie. It is rated PG because. I don't think there was PG-13 when it came out, and, like, there were adult PG movies. But NeverEnding Story 2, there's a reason I didn't connect with it as much as adult. It's a weird, bizarre German <laughs> movie. Um, Very I think German. I, but I think the next three are going to be less kid movie that we're going to do. Even if, even if I think, on some level, all fantasy movies appeal to kids for, for reasons that we kind of already talked about. I think this movie uh, doesn't do its uh, fun, rollicking sort of kid adventurism well, but it does do its dark creepiness well. Yeah. And I think I think these uh, I think the rest of the movies in the month will tackle that a little bit better. I'm so excited for you to see both Legend and Never Ending Story. And I want to want to be very clear about that, because if you don't like them, just know I'm going to be like a wounded animal, like if I had went on that Lethal Weapon show and said I didn't like it, it's going to hurt me. Excited for the rest of the month. I was excited to watch this movie. I am glad I watched it. Uh, I'm yeah. sorry if you were expecting us to have a love fest for this movie because we do love to watch. But this is uh, not a movie that we will ever return to, I think, because it's half a movie. Yeah, and I, you know, from my perspective, though, like I – it's a weird closed circle finally with my, a point in my childhood that I remember very distinctively. So I'm very happy I watched it. Um, I just – I wish it was a better movie. <laughs> I wish it was like – or maybe not because now I don't feel so bad that I missed out on it for 34 years. Maybe, maybe if I would have loved it, I would have been like, fucking Disney could have made my childhood – significantly better and they didn't why i literally have no idea i have no idea why they didn't release this movie but whatever the reason i'm coming for you (laughs) and you're coming in hot coming in hot coming for you i don't know who's in charge of disney core probably fucking roy that guy would have heard from me with my richard talk fucking roy disney i've never heard anything bad about him but he just you know what I'm not too fan of children of rich people nowadays. <laughs> yeah, they usually end up dicks. Yeah. Richards. Um, they usually end up real Richards. <laughs> um, so what do we what, what, what do we got left for this? I, I nothing. I we're we're doing legend uh with uh Beth Powder, we're doing um Never Ending Story with Carrie Nelson, and we're doing Labyrinth with uh with ourselves. <laughs> yeah. 
Which is the way oh, to do it. Oh, I'm going to do really. Labyrinth all over myself. <laughs> uh, and and that's it. Like, I, we, we'll, we'll figure next week's going to be a surprise. But it's going to be one of those three. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, this is the part of the show where we end the show, which uh, we've gotten only better at as the Peter, show has continued. Um, it's 2018. It's 2018. Can we just say goodnight? Good Good night! <laughs> Good night. Good night. To we love to watch. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we've got just a few quick announcements for you. There ain't nothing in the rule book that says that we can't do some of our own plugs, baby. If you'd like to talk to us, uh, tell us we're stupid, tell us we're beautiful. The quickest way to get to us is our Facebook group, facebook.com slash we love to watch. Or our website, WLTWpodcast.com. Leave us a comment. Tell us we're doing a good job. Only tell us we're doing a good job. We're so sensitive. We're sensitive boys. We're soft boys. And uh, if you'd like to help other people, if you enjoy our show and want other people to be able to listen to this fine, fine program that we produce at no cost... We don't get any money for this. You guys have yet to pay us anything. We live and we breathe off of good reviews from iTunes. So if you would please go to iTunes, review our show, give us a positive rating. We would love to get more and more people involved in this show and this community. I know you hear it all the time, but it really does help. And we're also available if you don't use iTunes. We're also available on Google Music, Stitcher, Tune in. We're currently on SoundCloud. We'll take that out if SoundCloud goes away. (laughs) That's it. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned, guys, on our Facebook page especially. We're going to have a lot more polls, a lot more prizes, and a lot more uh, interaction with you guys. So keep it tuned in. Uh, Let us know what you guys are thinking. And again, above all else, thanks for listening to We Love to Watch. Imagining a better world where you have more freedom to, like, stop and more strength and stuff to like stop bullies or anything like that is like all you have sometimes as a kid so that like fantasy that michael jordan would like me he'd understand like sometimes that's what you need to get through like a bad day of second grade yeah that's true um especially like i don't know as you get older like depression just runs deeper it's like the gully just keeps yeah deeper and deeper now it wouldn't work yeah, now, now it wouldn't work. Um, kids are getting, you know, sadder and sadder at younger ages. Well, I meant I don't think Michael Jordan could inspire me. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, guess what? Um, like, gambling doesn't work. Maybe try drinking? I don't know. I didn't try Do you that. have a Hitler mustache? <laughs> no. Definitely Thanks. don't do gambling and definitely don't get a Hitler mustache. Neither of those made me happier. <laughs> so, yeah, he did the. They let him still star in that fucking Haynes commercial with the Hitler mustache. Like, they're like, whatever. He's Michael Jordan. <laughs> How when he should have been set where people not just like. So, no. N- 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 no. No. It's post Lord of the Rings, too. Fucking digital. He must have been like. That's the thing. They could have digitally removed it, but that means that there was something in his contract. He's like, hey, I'm fucking Michael Jordan. You want to use me to sell your underwear? You leave that fucking Hitler mustache right in there. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm out.
I like to think he was like reverse chaplaining. He's like, I'm taking the mustache back. <laughs> it would be great if in that he called it a Hitler mustache. Like, it's like the Hans executive is like, Michael, listen to reason. You yourself just called it a Hitler mustache. You don't think there's a problem with it? Like, you could have just said, leave my mustache in, but you. In your defense, specifically refer to it as a Hitler mustache. I, I feel like the writing's on the wall. The, the, the <laughs> well, you're already calling it a Hitler mustache. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. so I feel like this war is lost. Okay. Like someday this war is going to end, but you're on the losing side of it. Are you saying there's a problem with my Hitler mustache? Well, you called it a Hitler mustache, so I'm going to go, yes? And someday they're going to call it a Billy Bob th- mustache, and like, I don't think so. It's how famous Michael Jordan was. He thought he was more famous than Hitler and could bring it back and have people call it a Jordan stash. <laughs> you're no Hitler, and I mean that in the best possible way. But just to be clear, you're no Hitler. I knew Hitler. Hitler was not a friend of mine. He's an enemy of the world. And you, sir, are no Adolf Hitler, which, again, (laughs) is a huge compliment I am paying you. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, So, uh, Black Cauldron, 